Uh, Alright, welcome to uh, the... Is this episode 20? Are we on episode 20? I think I say that every time I open. You uh, usually say episode 18 every time we open, but this time, yes, we are on episode 20. 20 episodes, yes. This is our 20th episode. We are uh, those muckrakers. We are the shouty radio people uh, coming we to you are. live from the white privilege bunker that we hide in, uh, wrapped in our white male cisgender privilege blankets. Uh, I'm cis heteropatriarchy. <laughs> our cis heteropatriarchy uh, bunker. Uh, I'm Peter. And I'm Pat. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I I I feel weird opening up like that, but I I always like whenever I look at stuff, I always go, "Well, I am coming from a place of white male patriarchy." So, yeah. And our um, political views are definitely like lying, liberal, Soros-paid cucks. So, uh, got to uh, got to announce that straight from the get-go. Yeah. Oh, that Soros money, Peter. Just rub it all over your skin. Isn't it so awesome to be so well paid by Hillary Clinton, who stops by with a check every day? Yeah, you know, uh, I'm getting so much Soros money that I was so broke uh, yesterday that for dinner I ate uh, tuna out of a can, uh, a slice of cheese, and a half of a tortilla wrap, along with pickles and other accoutrements I found in my fridge. Yep, I'm and I'm so poor that I got a new puppy the other day, and I had to name him Emergency Rations. That was his name. <laughs> Speaking of puppies, uh, I'm a father now since we last podcasted. Um, You're a father? Do tell. Yeah, uh, I found a kitten underneath a hearse outside my house, and uh, he is mine now. He is my son. I've named him Edgar Mialin Poe, and uh, he's kind of an asshole. <laughs> I don't. I know that. Um, People have been talking about all the um, Facebook posts you've been doing of him. Have they? Yeah, yeah. They've uh, well, they've been telling me about it. It's like, yeah, I've noticed Peter got a new cat. It's all over Facebook. I'm like, is it? <laughs> Wait, who are you talking to about my me and my son? Uh, Benefield. Oh, okay, okay. And was, I was like, we've only. I'm like, our circle is small. We only have, we only know like three people. Uh, I was like, who the fuck is he talking to? Yeah, yeah the, the guy that does our um, the art for our show. And hopefully, (laughs) and hopefully, we'll be willing to do the art for our merchandise, uh, which we're just going to go ahead and roll the ball on, even though we have like ten listeners. I see. So what we decided to do is just have Peter buy like a bunch of it, you know, ten or a hundred or whatever shirts or coffee mugs, and then they'll just stay in his closet until someone wants to buy one. Yeah, right. Or we we offer them out as prizes for people to give us. uh, what do you call it? Likes or uh, stars on any of the st- ratings. I, ra- ratings on iTunes is what we really need right now, so that we can, you know, <sighs> we need enough ratings so that we can have a rating. We don't even have an official rating. So yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, I think one one person, a close friend. I see. I burned all my friend cards, and they all like, and they all kind of like. I think a few of them like the show, but they, I noticed they didn't all rate it. And the rating is what we needed, but now I'm too embarrassed to go back and go, uh, hey, guys, can you go back and give me, like, some ratings with the stars? I think that you should just tell them about it as though it's a new podcast. Just tell them, yeah, this is a new podcast I'm doing. I guarantee you most of them didn't even notice the name of it last time, so they won't realize they're going to the same old one again. Well, a coworker that uh, listened to it said it was impressive that we could just go back and forth like this with no script. Yeah. Uh. And I'm like, that's why, that's why me, that's why I think we would be great. Uh, we would do great in prison together. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, how, as how so? As long as we could, I don't. I mean, I don't mean like with the other prison stuff. I just mean as long as we could be cellmates, we'd never be bored. Yeah, I mean that is ideal. Being bunkmates with someone that uh, you don't hate in prison, but uh, yeah. See, this whole thing, my girlfriend hates this. Like the other day. Uh, we didn't get in a fight, but we did have a bit of a tiff because we were driving uh, back from uh, dinner at Applebee's or one of those places, uh, and traffic was really annoying. Um, and I do my, my I do the thing that I do when I'm really annoyed in traffic, and I like I sing like half songs to myself, and I just make noises, and I'm kind of like just generally annoying and ADD. Oh yeah. And apparently it was just like nails on a chalkboard for her. The, hmm. That reminds me of anyone I've ever been in a car with. If I'm uh, talking, is they soon wish that I would not be anymore. <laughs> you know, it just reminds me of anybody in my life when I'm talking. They just wish that I would not. Uh, mostly, that mostly has to do with like 
family and stuff. If I'm driving anywhere with, uh, back whenever I was a kid, I'd ride somewhere with my brother, and he'd be like, "Oh, you sure have a lot to say today, don't you?" Like, "Oh, okay, I'll be, I'll be quiet." Um, or um, my favorite was with my dad. I didn't realize this until way later on what he was doing, like later on in life. But anytime I'd start talking in the car on family trips, he'd turn on the radio and just gradually turn it up until I stopped talking. That's beautiful, man. <laughs> um, my mother would I, do I like I like when I was still so young that I didn't realize he was just trying to get me to stop talking. And that's why you guys I have such know. a that's why you guys have such a strong father son relationship now. Yep. I my mother would do this thing when me and my sister would get in a fight, is she would just start singing like old gospel hymns. So mm-hmm. me and my sister would be like in the car just like fighting or arguing. Amazing or, yeah. grace. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mom would just be like, How sweet the sound and we're just like we would start trying to argue louder, like, No, you're stupid and you're like, stupid. And then she would just get even like, Ah wretch like me And we're like, Mom, stop, we're trying to argue and it would it was beautiful. It would blow the <laughs> argument off. Like we couldn't argue anymore because you can't argue. <laughs> Start with arguing some, with her. Yeah, you can't argue when some like you're trying to fight somebody and someone else is just screaming "Amazing Grace" just over I your fucking. Once was lost. You know, I kind of want to do that. I want to do that in a Sarah Huckabee Sanders press conference. <laughs> just to see if you can like shut her down. Yeah, whenever she's... I don't she's... know what you're singing. I've never heard this song before. Let me tell you, if God was here, he'd be real upset right now. You singing about wretches and stuff. Whenever whenever Sarah Huckabee Sanders is on TV and, like, justifying why the United States now has a policy of stealing immigrant children from the arms of their parents uh, Yeah, Yeah, our fucking kidnapper-in-chief is completely okay, is completely okayed a... Uh... This thing to where we just steal children now. It's happened, like, what, 1,250 times or so? And it's just uh, continuing on. And I believe I saw a thing. I thought it said it was closer to 6,000. Uh, that might th- be like maybe, I'm sorry, maybe 2,000. Maybe 2,000. Maybe. Geez. But they don't know because they don't. Anyway, yeah. I, I, I just, whenever she's doing her whole, um, well, you know, I just want to be like, swing low, sweet area. Um, and I don't know if this is actually a, a gospel home. song, but I've always found that anytime you start singing like "Down by the River," because there's a lot of gospel songs about rivers, right? I you don't actually have to know, it, but okay. yeah. Um, what about yeah, yeah? Dude looks like a lady. No, is that a um, spiritual or no? Uh, that's not spiritual. It's it's kind of a homophobic or transphobic song, honestly. I think is it? I, oh, I, I think so. so. I think by the standard of. It's hard to say because I'm a sister. Oh yeah, by uh, t- by twenty whatever whatever we're at right now, twenty eighteen standards, it might be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like uh, Mrs. Doubtfire is supposed to be a transphobic movie. I always thought that it yeah because of I think of Mrs. Doubtfire when I hear that song. I wasn't thinking of it as phobic. I was thinking of it as a celebration of hey, that dude looks like a lady. That's awesome. That's his style. It's very well defined. It's ladylike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude looks like a lady. Not oh no, dude like looks. But like a lady. I think you the problem I mean? with Mrs. Doubtfire is all the comedy is at the at the expense of like, isn't it weird that a dude is dressed like a woman? You know what I mean, like. Kind of like the the whole Jim Crow era, like their whole thing was like, isn't it weird when black people try to do things? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's like, oh look at those um, black people trying to act like people. Yeah, and like, so oh. yeah, that's kind of Mrs. Davar. It's like, oh look at a dude dressed like a woman. Isn't that weird and creepy? Like, yeah, um, I don't think it was very transpositive because I think all of his problems were that he was a man dressed like a woman. That it, yeah, because the court tried to say he wasn't in his right mind because he did that at the end of the movie. Yeah, so there you go. Um, but yeah, so we got a lot of a lot of stuff happening uh, in the in the news um, this week as we've talked about yeah. United States. Uh, what what is the what is it the the old McDonald's thing says like like one million served. Farm. Yeah, yeah, oh. Yeah. Oh, uh, that McDonald's. Yeah. Um, Uni- seven billion served. <laughs> yeah, United States, two thousand children served. As in stolen from the arms of their parents and just yeah. taken away so and put in detention the, centers. But So one of the worst things you can ever... Actually, the worst thing you could ever do to a human being is steal their children from them and tell them, you're not... You may never see this kid again. And that's what we've started to do to um, anyone we catch crossing the border. And not... Uh, by the way, two things. One, not all of them are criminals. And two, just because someone's an undocumented worker doesn't mean that they're... That that's right. necessarily a crime or that they should be treated they're, like... 
they're... a criminal. And also, even if they are a criminal, there's not a single country on Earth that punishes their criminals by stealing their children from them. Yeah, the argument is... And also, is... fourth, fourth, is that our economy relies on migrant workers like this, and if we don't have them, it really will, like, we're gonna hit a recession because of the huge dip and not being able to fucking get crops picked in time like uh, not just that, that but all republicans of the, all of need like, them and they pretend like they don't just so that they can get the racist vote yeah all of the th- all of the things that like uh, i mean it's not just jobs americans won't do but like just uh, immigrants jobs are, americans can't do like yeah. uh because to quote stephen colbert i don't think you realize this but most um most plants do not grow at a uh, knee height. You have to like bend over to reach them, yeah. and it's hard. Um, but yeah, so like that's that's the problem is like, uh, you know, and everyone I've heard they're like, well, you know, uh, as Session said, if they wouldn't break the, you know, if they they, they if they wouldn't break the law, right. then they wouldn't have but their not children. Not all of them are, some of them are asylum seekers. Yeah, and, and that's it's the legal thing. To seek asylum. Uh, according to the UN, anybody seeking asylum, uh, other countries have to take them and give them a fair hearing uh, before you. Take their fucking children away from them, um, and like put them in a detention. So, like, and that's the thing too. Like, it's very yeah. like they they, you know they, they do it. Yeah. There was one detention center that has a mural of fucking Donald Trump up. Ah. Oh, and I'm like, you guys, orange monster. You you Nazi fucks. Like, oh. I've gone to I've gone to like. Are you are you required to hail Trump as you go past it? So I would be surprised if you didn't. I can't wait till it comes back. They're like, oh yeah, so. We went ahead and started putting the kids in uh, ovens. Um, <laughs> and if you look, I'm just saying, if you don't want your kid to go to a gas chamber, uh, maybe don't break the law. Like we're getting to that point. I, I, I was thinking of the gingerbread house, right? And they'd have like an old crone that takes the kids away and fattens them up for the yeah. stew. Yeah. Except in that one, the kids accidentally stumbled upon the old crone. The old crone didn't go seek them out and rip them out of the arms of their parents. Yeah, as their moms scream, my kids. But like that's to watch her soul shatter on her face as they're drug away. And here's the here's the thing that like that I evil I really thought about. And this is the I guess this is the scary moment. This is the tipping point. Uh, This is where we start that that slide down into fascism. um, Is that uh, if if we can do it to children, there is nothing stopping people from doing it to me and you. there's the thing is, listen, man, like, people generally love kids. I mean, people generally care about what happens to kids. People don't care about my ugly, fat ass. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I mean, we're already okay with um, kids being shot in the face all the time in schools because we're not doing anything about that. So we're already okay with watching even white children get shot. Republicans are cool with that now. Oh, you brought up a so new story that I... even discuss You brought up a new story safety. I wanted to talk about. But... Now we're just stealing children by the thousands as well. So, yeah, Republicans are definitely anti-children. It, well, I mean, like, it, it, there's no excuse for it. It doesn't make any sense. Whether you break a crime or not, like, uh, you, you should. And, like, that's the other thing, too. The way that we, why, there should be due process. We talked about this last time. Like, there should be a process. You should be taken to a place uh, that's not, that's less like a prison and more like just, you know, uh, a housing complex or whatever, or or let go on your own recognizance or whatever if you're deemed not a flight risk until the court can hammer out um, your sentencing, right? So, oh, you right. and your family come over here and you're seeking asylum. All right. Uh, well, you're gonna you're gonna stay here and your court date's gonna be here. And then, um, yeah, if if the court deems you to not be a flight risk, uh, cool. You'll have your day in court. And if you for some reason are deemed like you know your asylum request is kicked out or whatever. Uh, then, uh, you know, we'll, we'll escort you back over the border, send you back to your country of origin. I don't know why that's so hard to just follow the process of the law. Um, so speaking of children getting shot in schools, uh, so let's pivot. Um, so you remember the, uh, the Parkland, uh, shooting? Yeah. Okay. You remember how the school monitor guy saw the shooter and then didn't do anything and kind of like ran away? Yeah, because they were saying, well, it's the only thing to stop a bad guy with a gun a good guy with a gun. So well, he actually had a good guy with a gun there, and he bolted. Well, he didn't have a, this guy didn't have a gun, but uh, he didn't do anything about it. This guy's name was Andrew Medina. He was a security monitor at the Majority Stoneman Douglas High School. He saw Nicholas Cruz step onto campus, and he thought something was wrong, and he radioed another monitor and goes, hey, man, keep your eyes open. 
Uh, he himself did not confront the shooter. Uh, now the report comes out that this guy uh, had a disciplinary committee wanted wanting to fire this guy uh, because he had sexually harassed students. Yep. So, all so right. He's... So th- this is a 39-year-old like baseball coach and security guy at a school uh, who got suspended for three days uh, after the investigation and the panel recommended him being fired, so he had some friends somewhere in the school district. Um, he apparently asked out one female student, 39-year-old mm. man at a school, asked out a female student, and then he whispered to another student, you are fine as fuck. Ugh. Yeah. Gross. Um, so this human piece of shit uh, not only was sexually harassing students, but then when a uh, fucking uh, uh, a school shooter came on, was like, well, uh, I guess I'm going to go um, sexually harass someone. Else. Like, dude, at the very least, have some honor and go fucking fall on your sword and die with some dignity, you piece of crap. Like, So uh, are you ready to be super mad about something else? I'm already super mad about this. This dude still works in the school district. He got transferred from Stoneman Douglas High, but he still works for the school district. Yeah. So, One of the uh, girls he sexually harassed got killed in the shooting. Hmm. Well, uh, Andy Slavitt is my source for this, the guy that used to run Medicare under Obama. And no one's been talking about this, and it's been going on since June 7th. What? The uh, Trump Department of Justice has ordered courts to dismantle pre-existing condition protections and other consumer protections. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I already knew that that was the thing. Like, he's uh, he's quietly... Uh, that's why ins- people's insurance is going up. Like, he's dismantling the only point, the only part of the insurance that wasn't any good or made any yeah. sense, which is they cannot deny you because of a pre-existing condition. Yeah, and, uh, I mean, millions of people will die if this happens. And Trump specifically said on the campaign trail, people will not be dying on the streets in my administration. Yeah. That's gonna happen though actually three career justice department officials quit on june 7th in protest of this and uh people that or andy slavitt said this is a quote people who care about public health don't do this people who care who care about the rule of law don't do this and remember all the talk we've had about uh inflation in the past yeah uh, specifically throwing more money at companies who have had no intention of spending it and how that causes inflation right yep you know, from the tax scam. Well, guess what? Inflation is rising at the fastest rate in six years, combined with what we know about the Fed raising the rate multiple times, as well as the massive increase of debt deficit caused by the tax cuts for the rich. The, um, uh, all that's happening. But, uh, hold on. I'm actually reading the wrong thing here. Trump once again takes a swing at the ACA. Besides June 7th, um, what he said since uh, better coverage for more people for less money is just being a dream. Hold on. This is uh, this is what happens whenever I don't have my uh, all my ducks in a row before I start um, going over something. I mean, that's, but, um, no, I mean, that's he, the he danger said, of he, everybody. He once said better coverage for more people for less money, but that's just a fever dream now since... Um, anyway, continue, go with what you're about to say. I mean, that's, a ma- that's the major problem... Uh, with everybody so hyper focused on like the the immigrant children thing is brilliant and beautiful. That takes so much energy because it's such a horrific thing that all the other horrific things he does are kind of like yeah. no one is able to focus on them. Like yeah, he's dismantling the Affordable Care Act one piece at a time. Yeah, like, like the guy that built the car over twenty years, except tearing apart health care. Like I mean, where does this fucking stuff end, man? Like. Um, well, I'll tell you what else I mean, is... it ends with his removal from office, but so Mueller needs to hurry the fuck up. Well, even that may be in danger now after all the shit came out with, uh, Comey. Fucking Comey. You piece of crap. Like, I'm so fucking sick of Comey, dude. Hmm. Um, not so really like that much happened because of it. Like, a couple people were talking shit, and that's it, right? Like, that's the only anything they found is one FBI agent said to another one, um, he's not, Trump's not going to win, right? And the other one said, ah, don't worry, he's not going to win. We won't let him. But outside of that exchange, which could easily have been in jest, 
nothing happened. No conspiracy, no nothing. But because two people from the FBI said it, Trump's going to go, see, look, right there. I was right all along. Spygate conspiracy. Sad. That's the problem is just like, like, Comey fucked the the election. Um, That's the problem is that um, people on the side against Trump are so godly, for lack of a better term, that any little blemish they have stands out like a beacon. Meanwhile, Trump is once again protected by the bed of Nell's effect, where he does a million shitty things a day, so no one thing really stands out, and it gets ignored. He's tearing the Affordable Care Act apart, and so little attention has been paid to it that, you know, it could easily have completely gone over everyone's heads. They can completely miss the fact. Uh, What I was trying to read earlier was that um, he's making it so that the penalty for... You know how in order to make the individual mandate work and without it, the entire thing falls apart, Yeah, we have to have a penalty for not having health care. Trump's making it so that it's a $0 penalty for anyone that doesn't have health care ergo there is no individual mandate the court said you cannot get rid of it so he said okay we'll keep it we'll just make the penalty zero dollars right that way it's not being enforced and that's that's the whole thing is that like for for the insurance thing to work because we still wanted to do it with insurance because we and this was what the great failing and i think i've talked about this before of of healthcare was and it made me very upset is that you can't you can't have the insurance companies involved if you're going to offer a public option because yeah. then people don't need insurance. Yeah, see, I mean, I'm still on the side of we should just have universal health care. Like, why the fuck not? Every other civilized nation on right. Earth has it. Well, my whole we thing should do was, it like Canada, except now apparently we're at war with Canada, so well, wonderful. Well, hopefully if I get shot in that war, I can stumble over to the Canadian side where I get free health care. <laughs> yeah. um, but the thing, the whole thing was like, all right, so my whole thing was I wasn't happy with the way it was passed, but I was happy because I go, you know what, we've got it, and we'll fix it later. Because I did not anticipate the untouchable Donald Trump uh, becoming president. Because here's the, here's a universal fact right, that, ap- that applies to everyone else. Once people have something and it's like a positive, if you're the politician that takes it away, you're fucking done. So Yes, but here's the thing. You're fucking done next election cycle. So it's just like uh, a lot of people in the Trump administration just break laws and break laws and break laws. Because once you've committed enough felonies to be put away for life, what the fuck, if you're still free out in the public, what the fuck is stopping you from committing more and more and more and more crimes? They can only lock you up for one lifetime. And I think, yeah, and I think the deal is, and here's the scary thing, and this is... Trump is breaking an astronomical number of laws, and the people under him are breaking even more. Because they're like, oh, fuck it, they can only put me away once why not just go for yeah. broke and here's here's the thing is that like their end game at this point has to be we can never leave office yeah because once you leave office like uh dude like you're all going to jail so of course it becomes readily apparent to us that now their end game is to crush democracy uh create a dictatorship and never let go of power Yep, and we already have evidence that they are sort of inching that way. Like, Trump's been floating that idea and floating that idea. Just recently, he was caught on camera saying that he wishes that my people, meaning the American people, he calls you his people, he wishes that my people would respect me like they respect Kim like Kim Jong-un's people respect him. I think, okay? the, I think they the exact quote him. was... They listen to him when he talks. Yeah, they sit up and take notice when he talks. I don't want my people to do that. Yeah, because uh, if they don't, he'll shoot them. Well, if you're lucky. If you're unlucky, yeah. you get to see your whole family tortured and murdered in front of you, uh, and then you'll die. And then you'll be put in a gulag, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, uh, uh, that's a camp if anyone doesn't know. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, but that's the thing. It's, like, it's really apparent to anybody that Trump, the reason that he cozies up um, to, to, dictators. to dictators is, A, they yeah. have something he wants, which is untethered power, and B, they flatter him. Yeah. They tell you him. You know what? Uh, they they act the way that he wishes he could act to yes, get away with, with impunity. by killing reporters, killing people that say bad things about him, and all their people praise them. That's what Derp wants. Yeah, Derp, Derp the horrible. Um, and I'm I mean I'll go ahead and make this Trump. statement to our ten listeners right now. I am not Trump's person. Trump is not my president, and I will never be his person. And you, uh, you know, like my dad told uh, me something. 
Go ahead. He is he is the president of the United States, but he is not my fucking president. No, he's an not, illegitimate. I did not vote for him. He yeah, he's illegitimate's another thing. He's um president and title alone because he did not win that election. The popular vote is in the majority of people, right? The democratically elected president, still Hillary Clinton. Yep. She won by three to five million votes. And they're not illegal immigrants voting for her, okay? That's what Trump tried to say is, it's just illegal immigrants, folks. If there weren't illegal immigrants, I would have won by three million. Nope, you didn't win because uh, even with all the Russians' help, you still lost the election. Uh, But my whole point is, you know, my dad used to tell me something when I was younger. He said, you don't have to respect the man, but you have to respect the office. Uh, I say to my Uh, dad, should have stayed alive. Because uh, this would have been well, some shit to see. T- t- turns out I don't have to respect the office. Yeah. It has been befouled. It means nothing because the president himself is trying to force people to stand up and salute the flag. And as soon... Here's the thing about the flag. Does it deserve to be stood up and saluted? Sure. But the second you tell someone they have to do it, it does not deserve to be stood up and saluted because it no longer represents the thing that deserves to be saluted. Do you understand? Yeah, exactly. The flag is meaningless at that point. Throw it on the fucking ground and burn it. Yeah, because the whole point of the the whole point of the American flag was like, man, I'm gonna do what I want, and if I want to salute it, all right. But if I want to take a shit, okay. Like that was your that was the whole thing. The whole the whole point of freedom, like. Um, and yeah, like it's it's you know, it's upsetting that like he he's done this thing where he has assembled um, the Republican Party around him, as in like they know again that they have that he's he's their only they've gotten in too deep with him. He's their only access to power. If he goes down, they're all going down with him. Yeah, and uh, what was I gonna say? Something that's concerning to me is that now that we are alienating our allies at the um. G7 summit that happened since our last podcast, which um, some foreign leaders were calling it the G6 plus one. And what did Trump do there? He refused to sign the document at the end of it, right? Like he signed it, but then he retroactively unsigned it later because he got upset at Trudeau Trudeau, and he had his people go on TV and um, talk shit about Trudeau. And he's just like stirring the pot with allied nations, right? He's alienating our allies and pushing them away from us while cozying up to Putin and saying, why can't it be the G8 again? It used to be the G8 until Russia left one day. They were kicked out of it because they invaded Ukraine, right? They committed war crimes, so they were punished by being knocked out, and Trump's like, yada yada, and then they were gone. You should reinvite them. Sad. Yeah, but... So what I'm worried about right now is that we're forming a new axis of evil with Russia, North Korea, and America being like the three dictator lands. Well, it won't even necessarily be like Russia, North Korea, and uh, um, uh, us, because there's also a a large um, resurgence of Nazism and fascism in in Western Europe. Um, Which Putin might have been behind Brexit, too, speaking of. Yeah. Fun fact. Yeah. uh, Because because, uh, uh, I had a thing on this. Hold on. Uh, uh, Aaron Banks, the millionaire who bankrolled uh, Nigel Farrar's campaign mm-hmm. to have uh, Britain leave the European Union, if anyone doesn't know what Brexit is, he was uh, deeply compromised by uh, Russia at the time. He had invested in Russian gold mines, and Putin had his ear to whisper sweet nothings of worldwide chaos, which he and Brexit would help cause. Here's, you know, and here's, so, yeah, Putin's puppets are worldwide and have been fucking up the world on many fronts. Well, here's the problem. You know why? You know, I can tell you exactly. I know. You know why we're fucked, right? Because Russia's Putin's Putin's well, discovered the magic formula to make the deplorable dipshit stance no, to the we, tune of his racist rhetoric. We we um the thing is like we we've been interfering in other people's elections forever because we were always real good at it, right? But yeah, we 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 made the cardinal mistake that every every you know as as they said in Rocky, you know like you yeah, did you made the birds. mistake that every fighter makes. You got civilized, like we got old, right? <laughs> we fucked up, and so these other pla- these other people have understood how the internet works. They understand social media, and they've they've moved into the new century of cyber warfare. If you watch that meeting with uh, fucking Zuckerberg with our fucking aged, retarded like senators lobbying questions at him that don't make sense. You go, oh my God, we're fucked. Like, so uh, when I go to log into Facebook, it asks me if it wants to remember my username and password. Where do you keep that username and password written down as CEO? 
Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. And they kept asking him questions that didn't make sense, and he couldn't respond to them because they were old people questions about the Internet. Like, there was one, and I can't remember which senator it was, was like, if I have this correct, and they're, like, looking at a piece of paper. Ah, it says that you have 46 uh, data points. Is that correct? And how many data points? (laughs) And Zuckerberg's like, Senator, I don't know what the... Like he he's like Senator, what the fuck are you talking about? I you know is it, I hear sometimes on the internet a series of tubes becomes misaligned. <laughs> huh? Oh, you you got to ask Al Gore about that. He's the one that invented the internet. But like the whole point is, these are the people that are in charge of our cybersecurity stuff. Yeah. So clearly we're fucked. We're, we're we're fucked, man. Like those are the people at the helm. It's like. Uh, oh my god, I don't need, like, they're just, they're out, like, our whole Senate, like, there was a photo of us meeting with China for some kind of, uh, um, I guess, trade deal, and right. it was a great photo op, because all the people on the Chinese side were, like, very young, and, you know what I mean, like, slick and virile, and our fucking side yeah. was just, <laughs> because, uh, China doesn't just plan for, um, you know, the next fiscal quarter like we do in America. They plan for a hundred years from now. Like, they know who's those virile young men. They already probably got their replacements lined up for yeah. 40 years from now. Yeah. But um, speaking of China, fun fact, they just um, put another $50 billion worth of tariffs on America today in response to Trump's tariffs, which... Uh, to um, paraphrase Yoda, mm, begun the trade wars have. Yeah, and so, they're going to um, go about as well as the sequels too. Um, <laughs> the uh, and also Canada is putting more tariffs on us because they're like, yeah, no, fuck y'all, we're not going to let you just keep doing whatever you want, which is good. I'm actually happy that other countries aren't just letting Trump be an asshole with impunity anymore. They keep being diplomatic and humoring the asshole, but you can't here's, let him push you here's around the problem. so much. As long as Trump is still benefiting from the Obama era, and you can even argue before economic, you know, basically Trump is... is, is, is um, yeah, is, uh, is, Obama gave us such an amazing economy that it's taken Trump a lot of effort to destroy it, but he's right. persistent. So until, until, like the, until the fucking dumpster fire is at people's front doors... Because that's the argument we've heard people like, how is your life worse because of Trump? How is your life worse right now? I'm like, well, you know, I have the ability to, like, you know, plan for the future. And I can tell you that these policies are not good. The other thing that makes me mad is people are doing, and smart people are doing this, and I wish they would fucking stop. They Trump does stuff, and then they'll write a whole article about how it was economically sound. And they and here's the thing. Like, because I, I read a whole thing about how, like, NAFTA... You know, like his whole revisiting of NAFTA may have not have been a bad thing, and like, yeah. But, so maybe NAFTA, tr- huh? Trump didn't. Trump didn't think it through like they're doing. Exactly. Right? Like, Trump just does things. He's a toddler that just does it whatever. Be, it sounds good. It to would him be like time. if I went around machine gunning. If I went around machine gunning people, and it turns out that two of the people that I machine gun randomly out in my life happen to be pedophiles, they could be like, well, you see, what Peter's doing is he's systematically eliminating pedophiles. Like, it's happenstance. Like, yeah. he's he's not doing but anything for it. Like, and maybe keep, NAFTA... keep in mind, a lot of um, the Republicans' wealthy benefactors are also writing laws that they just sort of pass to him and have him rubber stamp. So he will occasionally do stuff that might actually benefit the economy yeah. because pe- the people who make money don't want the system through which they make money to explode. Right. So by revisiting NAFTA, that might actually be a good thing for one of the wealthy benefactors that pay the uh, Republicans' But the bills, way we did but... it is if you want to renegotiate trade... Then you renegotiate trade deals. You don't just like start a trade war with multiple countries. You know what I mean? Yeah, like that's ridiculous. There's he's not doing anything but badly hurting America's standing in the world. Here, uh, here here's a quote that um I I dug up. Uh, fuck, where the hell are you? Um, I mean, like I'm fine, good. I want America to hurt because like ah, here it is. Uh, our our allies don't trust us, our enemies don't fear us, and the world doesn't know where America stands. Do you know who said that? Uh, I'm going to assume uh, it was Ivanka, and she's stealing a quote from Michelle Obama about something. It was um, 
Melanie that uh, stole her. Sorry, voice. Melanie. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> and yes, we know it's Melania. We like to call her Melanie. Yeah. But anyway, it was um, Marco Rubio about Obama. In I, I see, that's the thing. That's the other thing about Obama. There are people I fucking loathe, like Marco Rubio, and I go, oh man, is like, is this gonna be like an action movie where like me and Rubio are like back to back with pistols? And I'm like, I've always hated you, Rubio. And he's all like, you sound like my ex-wife. And then like we just start like. Shooting bad guys because that's like it's making <laughs> but, weird but, bedfellows. But oh no! But that was Rubio saying that about Barack Obama in 2015. Oh, okay. not about Trump. I take back that whole cool movie scenario with me and right? uh, Marco Rubio. Yeah, because uh, that's a pretty solid write-up on how Trump is pretty much everything the Republicans claimed and warned Obama would be when it comes to foreign policy. Yeah. So well, they keep being what they made Obama out to be. And yeah. the problem with that is that a lot of the deplorables believe them. So whenever you try to explain to them how bad Trump is, they're like, well, Obama did the same thing. It's like, no, he well, didn't. I, and now we have so many years of Fox News programming to try and break them from before they can see the other, just how bad Trump is. The other problem is that, like... The Republican Party can't break free from him because uh, McConnell and the ringmasters won't allow any dissent. And additionally, will Fox News. And, and additionally, any kind of any of the candidates that are running re- for re-election or running in their primaries or whatever, any time that they're like, you know, I'm not with Trump on everything, people are immediately like, burn his children, fucking get him, and then like, yeah, they fucking lose. Like, um, they, they, they call them cut publicans. And yeah, I don't know if you heard about this, but. And I was kind of sad to see him go. Mark Sanford's out. Mark Sanford? Okay, let me take you back to a magical time around when Michael Jackson was still alive, right? So there was this <laughs> South, there was a South Carolina senator, I believe he was, sorry, governor, um, named Mark Sanford. Uh, and he, uh, uh, he was, <laughs> oh my God, he was great. He's just like this... Uh, um, this guy, he was a uh, sorry, he was a U.S. representative, um, and he uh, he got into this weird sex sex scandal where people are like, "Where is where is Mark Sanford? Where is Mark Sanford?" And uh, he goes, uh, he they they were like, his aides were all like, "Oh, he's uh he's hiking the Appalachian Trail right now." Oh, that guy, yeah, I, yeah, I remember yeah. him. And it turns That's, out he is he's considered the most famous person to have ever hiked the trail, even though yeah, as you're about to reveal, even though he was busy having an affair with uh, Maria Belen Chapur, an Argentine woman. Um, yeah, he he never hiked the trail. The most famous person to ever hike it didn't actually go. Yeah, so this is why he was governor. The governor just disappears, <laughs> right? Actually, um, you know how I um I once hiked the uh, trail. I was out there for I count our entire trip, including the um, bus ride, as being part of my experience with the trail. Uh-huh. I was gone for uh, 18 days. I finally, I never did when I got back calculate how long I was gone, but it was 18 days, right? Uh-huh. So um I was thinking that that was you know a really short time to have been there for someone who set out to do the whole thing, until I went to the um the Ford place this week to um get my car fixed. It was uh, like one of the taillights had gone out, right? Mm-hmm. While I was there, they had a plaque on the wall congratulating one of the managers that worked there for going out to the Appalachian Trail for two days. That's weird. It's like, well, really? Well, That's was, he, was he also screwing an Argentine woman instead? Could have been. Could have been. Anyway. Know, it made me feel a lot better about my time on the trail. So, I was like, you know what? I did way better than that. It was So it was crazy. Like, he disappeared. It, turns out he was having an affair it, instead. It, and and if like, anyone here didn't know, Pete here was on the Appalachian Trail for three months. Yeah, it was. we did remarkably little distance for three months. I think we only did, like, 400 miles. <laughs> Oof. What state did you make it to? Uh, New Hampshire. Okay, okay. So, so, better, this, so this guy... Better Martin, than guessing out at Old Hampshire. Mark Sanford, like, oh my God, uh, there was a great thing on the Daily Show where he goes, or because the thing about Mark Sanford was he got in trouble, it died down, and then he would give another press conference and go, you know, I'm just feeling terrible about, about you know, banging these Argentine. Wi- I'm, I mean, I'm exaggerating, but like he would just do more stuff to like kind of incriminate himself and like make it worse to the point where on the Daily Show they go, listen. God so. killed Michael Jackson to get you out of trouble, and all you had to do was stop talking. So this yep. guy, uh, I guess he was like, you know, I don't agree. Uh, sometimes when I'm banging these Argentine women, I don't agree with Trump. And he's got, he's gone. He lost his primary. 
Yeah, because he disagreed with um, Trump a bit. He was the reason I keep banging on Fox News is because they do tell conserv or they do tell the voting base how to think. Ergo, if anyone says something that goes against Judge Janine's narrative, against Sean Hannity's narrative, then that person's considered a crazy person and a villain and the enemy by anyone that watches Fox News. And you can say, well, how do you know that that's the propaganda and what I watch isn't the propaganda? Because first of all, I have more than just Fox News as my source. I have the New York Times, Washington Post. You mean, I'm uh, sorry, you mean the failing New York Times? The, uh, I do not watch CNN anymore. If, um, if any <laughs> of the listeners is not aware, I do not watch CNN, and I will not watch CNN. Look, I love Don Lemon. I love uh, Wolf Blitzer. I love Anderson Cooper. I will see them whenever they do other shows, okay? I'm not watching CNN. Fuck CNN. Go CNN. There's one time in my life in which I did watch a lot of CNN, and I always like to see what the new story would be every week. It was delightful for me. It was a treat. And then they started to cover the missing Malaysian airliner, and they kept covering it. Cause, like, they started covering it, and I'm like, you know what? Th this is kind of boring. I'll tune out. I'll turn in next week. The following week, I tuned in, and they were still on the Malaysian airliner. And I'm like, okay, uh, well, that's weird. They never have the same story in two consecutive weeks. It just bled over to a new news cycle. And then the third week, they were still on it. And the fourth. And I'm like, fuck it. I'm not watching this stupid airliner. I'll tune out for a month, right? A solid month. And I tuned back in, and they were still on it. I waited a month and a half, and they were still on it. I waited three months, and they were still on it. And they never made any progress. In like six, seven, eight months of covering nothing but the Malaysian airliner is the only thing they cover. They made no progress. It's, oh, it's missing. We don't know what happened to it. And that's it. That's it. They never found any hint of it. They found some trash in the ocean once. Ooh, but that had nothing to do with it. It's just trash in the ocean because there's trash in the ocean because it's a big ocean and we dump our trash in it. And uh, and so anyway, point being is that fuck them. Fuck the Malaysian airliner. I bet Wolf Blitzer stole the goddamn thing. It's in the basement at CNN. It was all a setup from the start, right? That's my conspiracy theory for the week. Hashtag Wolf Blitzer stole the airplane. Part of my feeling is that everybody at CNN goes, you want to go on vacation? What if we just run this Malaysian airliner thing for like two months and then uh, we go to Cabo. What do you say, Wolf? <laughs> and he's like, I'm in. And then, yeah, so then they just they keep fucking like, yeah, just, we're not going to write any, just keep that going. We're just, we're having a great time. Um, yeah, and it got, actually, they, um, they beat Fox News' ratings while they were covering that story, and that's why they just kept going with it. It was great for ratings. Was that's it? That's why I say, yeah, that's why I say that, um, CNN is not liberal biased media. It's sensational biased media. It wants to do whatever will get them the most ratings. Right. And here's the thing. There, the idea of a liberal bias in the media is something invented by Richard Nixon to explain why the media kept calling him a crook back before it was proven that he was a crook and they had to get rid of him. But the Republicans took that and ran with it yeah. to explain why the media was like coming down hard on Bush for murdering people or whatever, right? I mean, like, and that's... They, the, just, that's, they just kept running with it. That's I guess I heard a thing today, because... Uh, uh, There's were no they? such thing as the liberal biased media that's always been... Like, it's part... You know Richard Nixon's legacy, and it's part um, an anti-Semitic legacy of saying, "Oh, Jews run the media, and they're blah blah blah." Yeah, well, so it's, it's sort of a combination of that. It's like uh, um, there was uh, something going and also, on. And, and please keep in mind, there are people that believe that that are not anti-Semitic. Just they heard it from people who were anti-Semitic, right. or or heard it from people who heard it from anti-Semites. It could be like third or fourth-hand anti-Semite. They so at this point they don't realize that they're part of an anti-Semite um, letter chain of yeah. um, horrible beliefs, but they heard it so now they believe it and then if you tell them that that's an anti-semitic belief they're like well i don't hate jews i just hate the media who's coincidentally controlled by all the jews don't don't call it's like no no because you heard who did you hear it from i heard it from my aunt sally and she's not anti-semitic well where, where did she hear it from lumpy well, hannity there you go i mean and that, that's the thing too it's like uh you know like for instance like roseanne uh, barr you know is like i'm not racist i've done so much for civil rights and you know, Wanda Sykes was my head writer. Yeah. I can't be racist. I go, I mean, here's the thing about racism, dude. You are what you do. And we've yeah. talked about this before. If you do racist shit, you're a fucking racist. If you murder yeah, people, 
You're a fucking murderer. You know what I mean? Yeah, you could you could set out today and say, you know what, I'm going to help so many people. I'm, I want to help so many people. And then you just stab everyone you see on the street with a knife. It's like, well, I want to help you, but I keep stabbing yeah. you. But Guess I'm what? not a murderer because I want to help you, okay? Guess what? But knife, knife, what? knife, knife, knife. Yeah, you're a fucking stabber. I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, you are what you do. Your actions dictate and- how we see you. If you say some racist shit on a public platform, because um, here's my thing. If I, if I, I'm sure that I've said enough bad things. I'm sure I've said enough bad things to hang myself. And when we roll out the uh, the weekly news blog, I'm sure it'll get a lot worse. But here's the thing: <laughs> if I had like a super like really really big like Twitter following, you know what I mean? Like I was a super famous person, especially if I was old like Roseanne Barr. You know what I would do? Uh, get yourself fired from whatever job you have? No, 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 no. I would hire say, a say like, racist shit on accident. No, I would hire a Twitter publicist. Ah, uh, basically a filter between me, like a young person that's good at Twitter, that knows. Uh, 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 oh, and you'll you'll tell them what you want to tweet, and then they'll tweet it for you correctly. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And it's like, hey, I uh, I had some observations about the Mexicans down the street. I didn't see you tweet that out for me. Yeah, it'd probably be best if we don't tweet that. Like for I sure? would, I would well, like, okay. I would pay Michelle yeah. Wolf. I would, I would set up a, <laughs> I would set up a private like, uh, uh, like WhatsApp with Michelle Wolf and be like. Hey, Michelle, I'm thinking about tweeting this. I love your Giuliani. Sorry. That, sorry, that was supposed to be my Roseanne, but her and Giuliani are kind of in the same range. <laughs> kind of. Oh, um, I, I didn't finish my thought earlier because I got on the CNN rant, but um, I, I have like a dozen different sources for where I get my news for one thing and for another is um oh plus also like whenever stuff starts trending on Twitter you can look up and see why it's trending where everyone's talking about it from what the original source is okay ABC released an article well then that's my source but um the reason why I believe that where I get my sources from is accurate and that Fox News is propaganda is that Fox News will say a bunch of weird shit and then when none of it comes true uh, they just march forward and ignore the past. They don't explain why they were wrong. They just pretend like it never happened, and they just keep pushing forward with a new conspiracy theory. Yeah. Well, it's like and right. also, and also, Fox News will debunk conspiracy theories like Uranium One. They themselves will say, "Well, this isn't true," and then Lumpy will come on and say, "Uranium One." Yeah. So I listen but, to Lumpy, and here's but, the one. But also, and finally, the reason, the main thing that makes me think that my my sources of news are accurate is that it's predictive of the future, right? Like I can look at it and say, well, if um, this source says he's like a dictate, Trump's like a dictator, so he should do dictator things, right? He should pal around with dictators. He should wish that um, his people would bow to him, like they do with Kim Jong Un. And oh, look, I predicted the future. That's exactly how he's behaving. Yeah. Um, well, my whole thing is like uh, when I listen to Lumpy Sean Hannity, um, his whole he could replace his feed of him talking with just the sounds of him sucking a dick and sound bites of Trump going bigly. Because <laughs> all that dude does, he doesn't talk about the news. He is um, he's the president's hype man. He's the equivalent yeah. of um, Flavor Flav and Public Enemy. Uh, if Chuck what? D was retarded. Yeah, yeah. yeah. like okay. Hannity might as well have put a giant clock on his fucking chest and go, no. do you know what time it is? Like, because that's all he uh, does. Uh, the what, yeah, okay guy. I was trying to remember his name. Oh, you're talking about a uh, little, little John. Uh, little John, yeah. That's yeah, what yeah. I'm thinking of. I think he's, he sounds like a good hype man. Just, but, he has that, but that was that was like that was like Flavor Flav's whole kind of job in, in, in as part of Public Enemy was he would just come in and be like, Yeah man, I fuck John Wayne too <laughs> And like Chuck D was kinda like the heavy hitter. Um but yeah, that's kinda like uh that's kinda like fucking lumpy Sean Hannity is like, you know, someone would be like Uranium One and he's like, And yeah, I'd fuck Hillary Clinton too like Fuck you, Sean yeah. Hannity, you but, piece of human garbage. But yeah, that's that's the reason why I believe that the news I listen to is correct and that Fox News is the propaganda is because my stuff's predictive of the future, whereas they never predict the future. They just say a bunch of stuff that's patently, easily provably false. Yeah. And um, but let's let's say that um, all news is conspiring against them. They're still not able to predict the future. If you just look at their stuff alone, they've 
are not good at explaining to you what's going to happen before it happens. They well, just the other thing is, the other thing is, like, say whatever will make them look best. And this is what made me really annoyed today. And, was and also, was... and also, CNN. Whenever the Hillary Clinton email things was going on, CNN was, or not CNN, but uh, other liberal outlets were hammering on her about the emails. Right? Ergo, they're not just her hype machine, like Fox's Trump's hype machine. Yeah. Um. But like, the problem is, like, another one of these Trump indictments. Uh, I can't remember which one it was on the radio today. Um, it, it was one of the things where he's another thing where he's in trouble. He's being prosecuted for a crime. Uh, his response was like, "This is just a partisan attack," and I'm like, "So he's not design He's not denying that he committed the crime or that it was a crime. He he's arguing that they're only prosecuting him because they're partisan. That would be like me There's going a the, few crimes. I can talk about them if you'd like. Well, that would well. I'm trying to. I can't remember what the specific one he made this comment about. But my whole point is. It doesn't matter if it's a partisan it. attack. If you broke the fucking law, then They've you done broke it for the a while, fucking law. Like, even with Giuliani talking about how Trump can just pardon himself, how he can pardon Co- or Cohen and all that, they're not saying that he's innocent. They're just saying that he can get away with it. Like They've right, given yeah. up the pretense of pretending like he's innocent. Well, my favorite... But um, one of his crimes is... Uh, remember the uh, Trump Foundation? That, oh, yeah, um, yeah. Was, that's was sued for being... That's for a... Trump. That's a big one. Like his his like, Trump, ki- like Trump, he had Trump University, and that was a fraudulent university that he paid a huge sum of money to make that go away. And then he paid more for the Trump Foundation thing, which is a separate fake charity. And yeah. it's everything that the deplorables pretended like the Clinton Foundation was right so what the clinton foundation is is a higher rated charity than the red cross it's a really good real charity that hillary is not enriching herself from okay but trump and the trump foundation he is enriching himself from it and that's why he and all of his children well three of his children um trump jr uh eric and ivanka are all and trump himself are all being sued by the state of new york for um for fraud because they used money from that charity so you know to what's pay really... for vacations and plane trips and stuff like that. Now would that be a would that be a state or a federal crime? That's a state crime. Now here's what's great about that. Um, we talked a little bit about presidential pardons last time. Um, mm-hmm. Presidential pardons only extend to federal offenses. So yeah. if you are being convicted of a crime at the state level, the president has no power. To pardon you. Womp womp. And uh, I know we're coming up on the end of the podcast here. I do want to share the good news. Um, there is another crime he's committing lately. Huh? There's another crime he's committing, if you just want to hear it very quickly. Yeah, what other crimes is he committing? He's um he has reportedly a habit of ripping up pieces of oh, paper, my including God. Yes. letters and official documents that are required by law to be preserved in what is described as his own personal filing system. Yeah. So uh yeah, so former staffers handling record management for the White House told Politico that they were tasked with taping the paper scraps together to ensure that the administration did not violate legal requirements to preserve presidential records. And there we have it. Trump is constantly breaking the law and people are forced to go behind him and fix his mess and unbreak the law for him. Yeah. Um, so the the good news. So the good news this week and there is good news. Uh, I'll start with a smaller bit of good news. It turns out that Cohen, uh, Trump's lawyer, who is in some pretty deep shit, is apparently going to cooperate with investigators. Uh, I don't know if you remember, but I called it. I go, the man's a lawyer. He's going to cooperate. He's loyal to Trump as long as it benefits him. But as soon as he realizes that he's in trouble, of course he's not going to go down for Trump. Yep. There's more good news, though. Yes. Now, this is the big good news. This is the what I want to end the podcast with. This makes me super happy. Uh, go ahead. Lay it on me. Ooh. Well, first of all, uh, this isn't the big news that you were just talking about, but Hucka Sanders, uh, she's going to resign. But at, the, at the end of the year, she's out of here. She's you know what I'm in interested in with, with Harris Suckabee Sanders? Who? Uh, hmm. uh, I'm interested. Who are we going to get next? Like, every so far, everyone that turns out to be his like his, his mouthpiece um, it's like some kind of weird, like, Batman rogues gallery. Uh, you think, is it going to be, like, Killer Croc? Is it going to be the Penguin? <laughs> <laughs> Who fucking knows? We, I mean, we, we already had... before, and then we got a Mr. Freeze the following week. Yeah, I was about to say, we already had Clayface with fucking hair of <laughs> Suckabee Sanders. Yep. yep. So, uh, very quickly, also something that happened this week was, um, we lost net neutrality. 
We did, and uh, I mean, they're but they're fighting no. it at the state and local level, and I think there's enough money on the other side of that that I can't imagine it's going to stand. And also, the Senate was pushing for um, what do you call it? The Senate wanted to keep it. It was the House that we're having problems with. Yeah. But just I, I wanted to very quickly explain what net neutrality is for our audience and i was hoping i'd have more time to explain than i do but we, we have a few minutes um i'll make it quick net neutrality says that internet service providers which are the people you buy internet from must give you the same access to every website without net neutrality nothing will get faster but they can throttle the speed of whatever they feel like so things will get slower yeah. this is because it saves them money and also because they can make money from it imagine if you would a world where you had to pay an extra twenty dollars for the social media package that is twitter and facebook ran at full speed or another twenty dollars for a video package where youtube and netflix ran at full speed yeah. The end of net neutrality means that all kinds of fun stuff like the above can now exist. This is 100% Trump's doing because he created the environment where Republicans can have all their deplorable bullshit rubbers or all their deplorable bullshit rubber stamped. Yeah. Sure, a few Democrats are being dipshits, but under Obama, even with an overwhelming Republican majority for six out of the eight years he was in office, this shit never happened. And here at its first un opportunity under Trump, it happened. So what makes this so Thus, fucking... It's far more his doing than anyone else's. What makes this so fucking dangerous is not even that you'll have to pay more for Netflix, is that it allows internet providers to just kill content they don't like. That's yep, been they can censor content. And I think I believe and I'll look it up, but like I'm pretty sure that there was a soundbite where Trump was saying it'd be great if we could just shut down the internet when we needed to. Yes, he did say that. Um yeah, there's a really great quote, but the point is we're getting closer to that because I'll tell you what's been a bane and a thorn in people's sides since the internet came about is there's so far been no real way to control it. There's yeah. no way to throttle the information, right? right. Um and I don't think they like that. Now we finally have the way. With net neutrality, the government could get in there. You could lean on these companies and go, hey, I don't want this information to come out. It makes me look bad. Boom. Dead. Yeah. So that finally brings us to let's, us ending this podcast on a good note, on a happy note, that everyone's going to be so – you're going to be so happy, okay? Are you ready? Yeah, man. I've been ready. You just – you keep giving me blue balls with this. <laughs> so Manafort – Trump's former campaign manager, who Trump claims had nothing to do with his campaign, because of course he does, he's going to do prison time. He's going to actually go to jail. He has been summoned to prison. Da -na 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 -na. Um, so here's the thing about like him going to prison was like, and the question with this investigation is like, what does it take for a motherfucker to go to prison? You know what I mean? Like how many laws... Do you have to break? Like, how far can it go? Because if we don't put anybody in prison, if this, like, then it means, you know, like, nothing means anything. There is no law. But with Manafort right. going to prison and actually serving jail time, as powerful as he is, this may mean that finally people are going to have to start respecting the law because there may be consequences behind it. Yep. Hopefully the dam will burst and more and more people start getting swept away to jail for their crimes. Well, my, my hope but, um, is that... The, the thing that finally did it was whenever it was shown that he had been tampering with... Trying to tamper with witnesses leading up to his trial. Because keep in mind, his trial's in, like, September or something? Yeah. It's way later this year, and he had been pushing really hard to um, have his court date thrown out altogether. Now, while that probably would have never happened, he has had unilaterally all the different attempts at this thrown out at this point because he was also tampering with evidence leading up to it so he was already at house arrest with um at first one and then later two ankle bracelets because two different people wanted to watch him yeah but now on top of that he's finally just going to go to jail no more house arrest i mean it's he's not, not a lot to have freedom but and it's... uh and given that there's enough evidence to put him in jail for like a hundred consecutive life sentences, he's probably about to see his last free days leading up to him finally showing up to stay in jail leading up to his trial date. Um, you know, it may not seem like much, but I it's a little bit like that stupid scene from the the three hundred the movie about the Spartans when like 
uh, the spear nicks uh, the Persian king, showing that like a god king can bleed. It's kind of the idea of like we bloody the giant's nose. You know what I mean? Like this political machine can be hurt, and I think that's the first the first step in dismantling it. That's actually how you ended the last podcast too, talking about making the god king bleed. Yeah, well, that's that's what I'm all about at this point because, like we said, uh, Trump is uh, no one's shown Trump the 300, have they? Um, I hope not. I right, we gotta... now, rem- remember, folks, if they come at you like a turtle, that's when you got to uh, watch out for spears. Like I'm just I'm just more worried about him being like, listen, all I all I require is that you kneel because I am kind. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like him. Yeah. All I want you to do is kneel, okay? And then I will kneel, and then you'll spank me with this Forbes magazine, okay? Nice. Like, for the love of God, nobody show him the really horrible Street Fighter movie that came out <laughs> in the 90s, because he's just going to go around quoting Bison. Yep. Now, to you, it was the most significant day of your life whenever your village was raided by my people and everyone you love died. To me, it was a Tuesday. Sad. <laughs> That's our episode this week. Thank <laughs> you.